You're listening to SB Nation Radio. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Kevin Green. Tony Dungy. The late Dick Stanton. Eddie D. Bartolo. The late Ken Stapler. Marvin Harris. Orlando Pace. The gunslinger Brett Barr. This is your Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2016. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You know, he's able to drop back and just have the presence and feel to step up and not panic and then deliver a, a good ball to Terrence Williams. And that's probably what has impressed me the most about Dak Prescott is his ability, as you see, just sets the record. Yep. 163. It's ironic that it's Tom Brady's record who he breaks because a lot of comparisons between those two guys on what's going to happen when a decision has to be made when the starter resumes. Well, that, of course, was Troy Aikman, who's a friend of the show, on Dak Prescott last weekend. So, guys, let's get straight to it. Dak or Tony? And first of all, Ron uh, Aikman made the comparison between what happened with your Patriots in 2001 when Tom Brady took over for Drew Bledsoe, another friend of the show. And and I wrote about that earlier this week on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. So um, does it remind you of that? Does it remind you of 2001 with Brady and Bledsoe? Yeah, to a great extent it does. Uh, you know, at some point, uh, your obligation is to remember if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, the Cowboys are rolling. Prescott's go, uh, doing a marvelous job. Uh, he's not piling up st- statistics necessarily, but he's keeping his team in the best positions to win, and that's the quarterback's job, win. So if the Cowboys remember that, uh, to me, this won't be a hard decision. If they let egos get in the way, uh, then they're going to have a mess on their hands, and more than likely the latter will be the case. Egos in Dallas? Yeah, hard oh. to believe it. Huh? Yeah. Speaking Goose of egos, man. Goose, how are you doing? <laughs> Goose, man, you're in Dallas. You're right there in the middle of the vortex. Uh, any question anymore? Who should start here? I mean, um, this is a guy talking about Dak Prescott's on a five-game tear. Really doesn't make mistakes. I know you and I have talked about this before. He's healthy, unlike Tony Romo, and and he really does seem to have energized that team. So you have to stay with him, don't you? Yeah, without question. You know, this is becoming an easier decision by the week for Jerry Jones. You know, the toughest part for Jones will be sitting down with Romo and telling his $100 million quarterback they're sticking with Prescott. You know, if you sit Prescott... You lose the mobility of your quarterback, and the sacks go up. Turnovers will go up as well. You know, Prescott doesn't turn the ball over. One interception in six games. So, Goose, if you're Jerry Jones, how do you break the news to Romo? Well, how do the Colts break the news to Unitas? How do the Jets break the news to Namath? How do the Niners break the news to Montana? How do the Packers break the news to Favre? How do the Patriots break the news to Bledsoe? It's football. No matter how good you are, someone better always comes along. Well, then how do you think Tony Romo takes it? about as well as Montana and Favre took it, you know, which to say not very well. You know, Romo still thinks he has something to offer, but what he no longer has to offer is youth and health. Well, Montana and Favre, both those guys resume their careers elsewhere. Is that going to happen with Romo? Well, I'll tell you what, they're going to take a huge cap hit when he leaves the roster. So if they do it this offseason, I think he goes and plays. If they have to keep him for another year just to avoid the cap hit, I'm not sure about that. Okay, well, there you have it, people. No decisions can be made in Dallas because the decision already has been made in Dallas. Well, welcome to the Cowboys edition of the Talk of Fame Network. Uh, Coming to you you from Renai's studio, um, I'd like to continue this conversation, guys, but I think we pretty much covered it. And uh, I'd say it's 3-0 Dak Prescott, 3-0. Ron, our Blue Jays listeners can tell you what that means. (laughs) 
That's right. Adios, muchachos. muchachos. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, but we're not saying goodbye. We're saying hello to our ref guest today, including Hall of Fame hopeful Henry Ellard, who has the numbers. Boy, does he have the numbers. Uh, but not yet the votes to get to Canton. And pass rusher Neil Smith, who is the latest in our Outsider Series on Hall of Fame-worthy candidates, left off the 2017 ballot. Uh, we're also going to be talking with Craig Kelly, who's a friend of all of ours. He's former Indianapolis Colts PR director, who, along with Jim Sakamano, who was the former Denver PR director, they've written a book on um, Slam Dunk Hall of Famer. And Gooseman, uh-uh, not Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah, Peyton Manning. This is a different look from most books you read about these two legend- this, you know, this legendary quarterback. Most books are from the outside looking in. This book is from the inside looking out. You know, Craig Kelly was with Manning throughout his career in Indianapolis, and Sacco was with Manning throughout his career in Denver. They write what they, they actually seen of these two quarterbacks, not necessarily what they've heard. So it's a different perspective. Well, we're going to hear also uh, about NFL defensive geniuses. Um, speaking of geniuses, we've got, yeah, Gooseman and, and Ron with us today. But uh, resume our presidential debates with these two geniuses. And first, first, there are going to be debates, and I mean quarterback debates, in more places than, well, than Dallas, Goose. Uh, and that includes New Jersey. I mean, there are people all over the, the country asking about quarterbacks and not just in Dallas. And, Ron, in New Jersey, you know what? Your favorite quarterback, he's beginning to look like Broadway schmo. That would be <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, Ron, you're the president of that Ryan Fitzpatrick fan club, as you call him the, what, Amish rifle? The Amish rifle. They're Amish, Amish. rifle. Yeah, good. The Amish. So, wait, Ron, what are the, what are the Jets going to do with him? And, and where's the hope for the future? You saw that game Monday night. Oh, that I did. Good. That I did. Good. As much as I could stand, which was <laughs> as long as it took Gino to throw a pick, which I think was five passes. But uh, <laughs> Wait, have you stuck around that long? <laughs> I did, well, I came in late. <laughs> he was, in, he was yeah, coming in did. when I got there, you know. Wow, well, I turned off after three. You know, with a one and five record and my man, the Amish rifle, on a one-year contract and clearly not the future, I think they have to go with Geno, lose 10 more games, and then trade for Romo <laughs> if they can. You know, they need a quarterback. <laughs> uh, the Jets poison the water on my man uh, Fitzpatrick uh, the way they always do. They contaminated the water in the, in the, in the Meadowlands by treating him the way they did. Uh, you either hire the guy or don't hire the guy, but instead they try to do both. Uh, so let Geno be Geno. Find out if he's got anything, which they know he doesn't. And, uh, you know, he throws four or five picks a game, and then they move on and, and call up uh, – Goose and see if he can intervene and get them Romo. <laughs> Goose can get anything done. Yeah, he can. <laughs> it's Dr. Data. Um, hey, Gooseman, how much of this you put on Ryan Fitzpatrick? I mean, you saw that team. They can't run. They can't block. They can't play defense. Other than that, I guess everything's okay, right? But uh, how much responsibility does the Amish rifle assume for that 1-5 start and that performance, which was awful on Monday? Well, Clark, as we all know, it's the nature of the position. You know, the Amish rifle wanted to re- be rewarded for the success of the Jets a year ago when they finished 10 and 6, and he was receiving a one year, $12 million contract. Now, for that money, the Jets expected Fitzpatrick to keep on winning, and he hasn't. They're 1 and 5. He's become a turnover machine with league leading 11 interceptions. When you win, you get all the glory. So, like it or not, when you lose, you get all the blame. Yeah, well, that's true. And uh, speaking of one in five teams, guys, we got one in San Francisco. We also have Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco, and he's going to be starting another week. Now, he didn't do much last week. I don't know if you saw that Buffalo game. I I didn't. He wasn't very good, but neither was anyone on that team. So um, where's he going to be next year? And, and Goose, 
you think he'll be the starter? I mean, you saw what he did with his contract. It really sort of makes it pretty easy for them to separate next year and for him to opt out. Where do you think he'll be next year? Yeah, he will not be a starter in San Francisco, and he will not be a starter anywhere. I think he's on the same career track as Michael Vick, a talented quarterback who can always find employment, but always as a backup. Well, sitting down should come easy for him, right, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, a little kneel down. Uh, look, I think really we have no real idea. Look, he may stay, he may go, he may play, you know, maybe no. Sort of poetic there. It depends as much on how he handles the rest of uh, of his life uh, in addition to his football life. But at some point, to me, he has to make a decision. Am I an activist or a quarterback? Right. And, right. and act accordingly. Until he sorts that out, I think he's going to have you know, trouble in, in both directions, frankly. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I, you, you know what I like about this, honestly. You told me to bring it up. You sent me those <laughs> pregame notes and said, bring this up. <laughs> Oh, I <laughs> Bring that up, would you please? Uh, but, um, you know, Goose and, and Ron, what I like about this is we finally actually get to ask him about football. I mean, uh, and it, it changes the narrative. I mean, there, there are really so many questions. You can ask a guy about not standing for the national anthem. You're not going to stand next. We know he's not going to stand. Well, I mean, finally we get to ask him about football. And maybe we can ask him, uh, Goose, maybe we can ask him about that last overthrow. I mean, yeah. name uh, yeah, overpasses in uh, San Francisco. Yeah, I think, I think Kaepernick, might, he may find it easier answering questions about his political views than answering questions about <laughs> yeah. his lack of success on the field as a team. You know, the worse he plays, the less his voice is going to matter. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, it's one thing I'd like to ask him. I'd like to ask him if he knows Oscar Gamble. What a <laughs> yeah, me ton too. of hair that guy <laughs> yeah. has. My God. He's, Remember when he used to pin the hat to yeah, his throat? Yeah, exactly. He had to play outfield with Gamble. a baseball cap. <laughs> First time I saw him, I said, it's Oscar Gamble's kid. Yeah, well, my question <laughs> is, how does he get that under his helmet? I mean, I know. that must take that? some work, right? Yeah, well, you got to put the gel on there. So you got to do something, right? I mean, how could you? Otherwise, it's uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's like it's like stuffing a pillow in there and then your head can't be. Yeah, easy. but I will say this, and it goes to know you agree. I think uh, it, it, it makes sense to start this guy because if you're going to run the quarterback, as we said, I think a week ago, you're going to run Blaine Gabbert. Might as well run this guy because one thing I do know is he can run. Eight for sixty-six last week. There you go. Well, we have plenty to get to today, guys, uh, and beginning with former PR director Craig Kelly on one of his former players. That'd be Peyton Manning. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is... If a highway splits, it's a fork in the road. Then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. All right, you have a great business. But your website? Mm, Not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI, artificial design intelligence, that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online. Images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. 
Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Do you owe the IRS more than 10000 in personal or business taxes and you can't afford to pay? You have the right to tax representation. Has the IRS threatened to shut down your business, freeze your bank accounts, take your home, your cars, or garnish your wages? You may qualify for special programs to stop this process. Get tax representation. Call the Tax Help Hotline at 800-295-1152. That's 800-295-1152. Within 24 hours, the the threats will stop. Just call 800-295-1152. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. We demand it too here at the Talk of Fame Network. You know what? We're sponsored by Geico. We're just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our first guest is someone we've all known for years. As public relations director for the Indianapolis Colts, Craig Kelly was in charge of arranging interviews for us and making certain we got what we needed from that club. And he did a great job, wasn't he? He wasn't just good at his job. He was terrific. And he became a lifelong friend uh, who's just co-authored a book on Peyton Manning with former Denver PR director Jim Sacamano, a.k.a. Sacco. A book entitled Peyton Manning, A Quarterback for the Ages. It's a scrapbook type of album that chronicles Manning over the years through the eyes of two people who really knew him best on those clubs. Hey, Craig, thanks so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. I'd do this anytime. Well, uh, as I mentioned, we have uh, three giants involved here. I'm not talking about the three of us. Uh-uh. Talk about Manning, you, and Sacco. So <laughs> who had the idea for this project, and, and how did you like collaborating with Jim on, on this uh, idea? Well, I, I, I can't say that, that there wouldn't have been other guys I would have enjoyed more than Jim as a PR person, but, but uh, collaborating with Jim on this, you, you couldn't have picked a better partner. Uh, Jim had done some books previously with a publication firm in New York, uh, Jim had the idea, and they, they thought maybe a Colts writer would be good for this. Jim suggested me, and I'm so glad he did. So uh, Jim got the ball rolling, and to be able to write on a subject matter like Peyton Manning and collaborate with him, that made it a win-win. Hey, Craig, first off, I want to congratulate you on your induction into the LSU Journalism Hall of Fame this yes. summer. That's quite an honor Congrats. and well-deserved. Nice. Well, thank you yeah. so much. I've been up for for two or three years. I kept... Uh, Kept getting the uh, the Susan Lucci treatment, but it worked out this year. It really <laughs> meant a keep... lot to me. It, it, of all the things to be honored by your school yeah. and to get, get to go back and 
be a part of that. That meant a lot to me. Thank you very much. Okay. So secondly, Manning has been such a public figure throughout his career. Is there one private moment in his life with the Colts that stands out to you? There are a number of them, but I think the best was uh, was the morning after the Super Bowl when we had to be our – I think the party broke up. Or at least I left around 440, and we had to be showered and dressed and ready to leave at 6 a.m. to drive in, a, in an SUV with no escort, by the way, from Lauderdale down, down to Miami Beach. It was uh, Tony sitting behind the driver, Peyton behind me, and the driver and me in the front. And we just, we were, A, you were euphoric because of, for the first time ever, after a number of tries, the glass sip, slipper fit your foot. Uh, you, you were spent after two weeks of mayhem, and and uh, they were just spent most of the drive down there on cell phones talking. And at one point, uh, Tony elbowed Peyton and said, hang up, take this call. And uh, Peyton kind of kept going and said, no, Peyton, you need to hang up and take this call. And so Peyton signed off and said hello. And the next words Peyton said were, yes, Mr. President. That was President Bush on the line. <laughs> and just, uh, just you know, the, the feeling that you'd finally climbed the mountain and rang the bell and you were the world champion, uh, that, that moment and, and that hour ride, I think, was, was more important to me than almost anything else. Well, I also want to congratulate you, Craig. Uh, you know, you've been a good friend. You helped me many times. I do want to point out that none of the three of us who are all uh, writers ever wrote a single press release. We didn't bump into your world, but fine. You want to come over here, take our jobs, that's up to you. But I'm <laughs> well, wondering, you seriously. Cover, you cover the Colts when we weren't very good when we were in the same division. You covered a lot of very meaningful Oh, boy. Col Col a lot of games. <laughs> you came out and did a great feature story on Chris Chandler once. I still remember. I think you got the most out of Chris Chandler we ever got, but uh, I wish the Colts and Patriots had more meaningful games were in that division. We had a few exciting ones there at the end, that's for sure, which was good, but uh, uh, I'm wondering, what did you learn uh, from being on that end of the business, you know, writing, writing, editing end of the business that was different from your many years in public relations? I, I just thought, um, hey, hey, you knew your subject matter on this thing, and you're, you're able to, you know, you, a, a PR person probably makes his or her career by spinning numbers. Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. But uh, really, we just went a lot num numbers heavy on, the, on his accomplishments. But, you know, you, you know, the, certainly the publisher in New York wanted some things in the book. There is a Manning-Brady segment in there, which will please a lot of football fans. But uh, the fact that you didn't control the whole thing yourself, where as a PR person you did, that was an eye-opener. But uh, it's a very truthful book. Um, you know, the picture-heavy, picture, picture heavy, obviously, is, is, as you might have with, with that kind of publication. But... The fact that you are not part of it, you're not not the sole controller, was was a big thing. We're speaking with former Indianapolis Colts PR director and now author. Yes, author Craig Kelly on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at Talk of Fame Net. And Craig, um, quick question for you here: uh, You were so good at getting him out, talking about Peyton Manning to the media for night games. I remember very clearly a Monday night game when you're down in Tennessee and you lost. And I happened to go into the locker room afterwards and it was sort of a mistake because they, everyone was heated and they were, it, this was a lot of emotion there. And you were saying to him, you need to get out there now. They're on deadline. And within three minutes, he was out there in pads. Not many people do that anymore. We're just talking about uh, some of the guys in today's game. Not many people do that. And yet you got him out. What was it about Manning that made him understand what we were doing on our end? He was the biggest picture guy I ever saw in my life. He, he got it. You know, I, I talked to him once about how, how our, our riders from Indianapolis would, would have to drive to, uh, to Nashville, uh, five of them in a car, and then drive right back. And the fact that I said, if you, if you don't come out and talk quickly, then you won't be represented in their stories. And the fact that they're putting their life on the line by driving five hours, it makes all the difference in the world if you can come talk before you shower. 
And it was a, it was a tap-in putt. It wasn't anything you know, Herculean that you did, because Peyton is so smart himself. It's, you know, when he comes to me, one of the first times we met, he gives, he said, "My dad told me my, my biggest three friends in this organization are going to be the trainer, the PR guy, and the equipment guy." When somebody is weaned like that from the get-go, it makes your job so much easier. So I, I can't take credit for how he did things because he got it even before he got there. Craig, I still remember that comeback against the Buccaneers and Tony Dungy's return to Tampa in 2003 when, when Peyton brought the Colts back from a 35-14 deficit in the final five minutes against the defending Super Bowl champs for an overtime victory. That's probably my favorite Peyton Manning game. What's yours? You know, that, that is so funny that you said that because that was almost the start of, of what we started doing. In fact, I congratulated Jeff Camus, the Bucks PR guy, on a great win on the elevator ride down. And uh, you wouldn't have done that had you known what was coming. But there were there's so many comebacks that he had. I think really the one that, that, that stood out for me was in November of 2009, the famous fourth and two game. I'm sure Ron can remember that as well. And that's not really to rub it in to, to, to winning that game against that team. But the fact that we wiped out two 17-point deficits in the fourth quarter with three touchdown drives, and uh, the, to, to come back from 31-14 down to take, make it 31-28 on long drives, and then for Coach Belichick to make a decision to go for it on fourth and two from his own 28, you forced an outstanding Hall of Fame coach, one of the best ever, to make a decision that, hey, I don't want to give the ball back to Peyton Manning. Let's close this thing out here right now. And it, and it didn't work, and they took some heat for that. But the fact that, that, that Peyton was on fire like that and made a, a, a great coach make a great decision, that stood out to me. And then uh, three weeks later, we won in uh, Jacksonville on a game that was 115th win for the decade. It was uh, a game that was our 23rd straight win. That, those two stand out because of the, the significance of them. You know, nearly every great quarterback seems to end up in the spot that Peyton Manning did where you're packing your bags and you're going someplace, Bobby Lane, Johnny Unitas, anybody you can think of. How painful was that time period for him, you, everybody in the organization? It was painful for everybody involved. I mean, for, for obviously he, he went through, through some neck surgeries, and you didn't know if he was going to be healthy or not. And uh, Andrew Luck was staring you in the face. If you're the owner of a football team, sometimes you have very, very tough decisions to make. I can't think of a tougher one for an owner to make than that decision itself. It was a very emotional moment uh, where the two of them are on stage. I think people can... can certainly find it if they want and it was a tough day for everybody greg we've got an ad staring us in the face so we gotta go but hey thanks so much and best of luck with the book all right guys thank you that's greg kelly co-author of paid manning a quarterback for the ages up next a wide receiver for the ages that'd be former ram standout henry ellard you're listening you to the, the irs more than ten thousand in personal or business taxes and you can't afford to pay you have the right to tax representation has the irs threatened to shut down your business freeze your bank accounts take your home your cars or garnish your wages you may qualify for special programs to stop this process get tax representation call the tax help hotline at 800-295-1152 that's 800-295-1152 within 24 hours the threats will stop just call 800-295-1152 Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. 
The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin and so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our next guest was one of the most productive receivers in NFL history. Henry Ellard caught 814 career passes, and when he retired after the 1998 season, he ranked third all-time in receiving yards with 13,777. That's a lot. And 18 years later, he still ranks 13th. He's been eligible for Canton for 13 years now, but he's never been a Hall of Fame finalist, much less a semifinalist. But he is among the 94 candidates on the preliminary list for the class of 2017. He's also the subject of a Ron Borges article supporting him for the Hall. And he's here with us today. Henry, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Henry, 68% of all Hall of Famers won championships. How much do you think it's hurt your candidacy that you never played on a team that won a title? I think that comes into in play a little bit. But at the same time, I'm thinking of my teammate Jackie Slater. Eric Dickerson, Jack Youngblood uh, never won championships. As well as a few other guys. I know Andre Reed was in four Super Bowls, never won a championship as well. And I believe Chris Carter's in that same uh, category as well as Steve Largent and some other guys. Charlie Jordan, I think, is another one that comes to mind. But yet, they got that opportunity to, to put on that gold jacket. Now, you had 4,000-yard uh, receiving season with the Rams. And then you had three more with the Redskins. And I'm wondering, uh, Henry, how much do you think it may have hurt your candidacy that you know, your brilliance was kind of spread not only over two teams, but, you know, coast to coast. Uh, and if you think if you had played all 16 years in one of those places and had 7,000-yard seasons with one team, maybe the uh, Hall of Fame voters would have their eyes open? I don't know if that really uh, comes into play. It, it might. I, I couldn't tell you, but I would tell you this. I think it shows the versatility of a guy to go from one team to another and still continue to boot, produce at a high level. Uh, which is not always an easy thing to do. Um, so I don't know if that really comes into play. I still prove the point that I can still play at a high level, even though it's with a different team. Um, I think really what hurt more than anything else is once I left the Rams and the Rams left L.A. and, went and moved to St. Louis. <laughs> so I think you kind of get lost in that, in that move there more than anything else. That way you don't have the coverage now in L.A. from where I had a majority of my career. All that moved to St. Louis, and, and I'm not known in St. Louis, uh, that's for sure. We're speaking with former wide receiver Henry Ellard on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can reach us or find us at uh, 
talkoffamenetwork.com. And, and Henry, um, let's just go straight to the heart of the matter. We've been talking about how you haven't been a finalist, much less a semifinalist for the Hall of Fame, but you certainly have the numbers and um, you have the place in history. Direct question, do you think you belong in the Hall? I think I do. Um, when I kind of compare myself to guys that's already there, the only question or something that I'd always had asked is if I would have had the opportunity to play with some of the quarterbacks these Hall of Famers have played with, compared to in my career, I played with 10 different quarterbacks, and yet was still the body of work, I think, speaks for itself, even though I've worked and played with 10 different quarterbacks. Compared to some of these guys, they got a Hall of Famer after another Hall of Famer quarterback that they played with. I never got that opportunity to play with a Hall of Fame quarterback, so who knows <laughs> what might have happened if I had that, that opportunity. You know, yeah, that sounds very much like what Tim Brown actually said to us uh, a couple of years ago, and it took him a long time to get in, but he finally did get in. Oh, good. I mean, and that's, and I mean, that's really what I would speak on more than anything else. The Joe Montana's, the Steve Young's, you know, the Troy Aikman of the well, Bill, uh, Jim Kelly's of the world, you know, that, that became Hall of Famers. Uh, I, just, I can only, you know, what might have been if I would have had that opportunity. Henry, when I look at receivers, the first thing I check is average yards per catch. Lots of players caught footballs, but what did you do with the football after you caught it? And that's what separates the good from the great in my mind. At 35 years of age, in your 14th season, you caught 52 passes and averaged 19.5 yards per reception. You averaged almost 17 yards per catch in your career. How were you able to continually get down the field and make plays even as you were aging? I took a lot of work, uh, pride in my work ethic, uh, during, especially during the offseason, especially as you get a little older. Father Times tries to, to, to slow you down, but I, that's something I really worked on on the track uh, as a track athlete and have the track background. That's something I'll always try to do is stay on the track and just work on my speed and to, to keep that ahead of myself as much as I can. And I relied on my, my route running skills is one of the big things. You know, you can ask the, the prime time, the Deion Sanders of the world, the Daryl Greens of the world, all some of these corners that I've played against over the years, and they would tell you pretty much the same thing. Once it gets to the top of a route is where I, I'm at an advantage because I'll create separation. That's what I relied on throughout my career. Here's an incredible stat that I'm sure you know, but most voters uh, of our acquaintance, I'm sure, do not know. Uh, in 1994, 96% of your receptions went for first downs. Wow. That's 71 out of 74. I don't know what the hell you were doing on the other three plays, but that's pretty good. <laughs> 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 and, 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 you know, that's, a, that's, a, that's an NFL record. You had 1,400 yards when receiving that season. You averaged 18 point yards, uh, 18.9 yards a catch, and that was at the age of 33. So how did the NFL passing game evolve from the 1980s when you started until the mid-1990s when you finished? i tell you what. Um, I was talking to Eric Dixon just the other day, and uh, – First thing I said to him when I was on the phone is I had, a, I had to thank you for, for uh, helping me to become a better blocker. Because I tell you what, we ran the ball left, right, and up the middle there. He carried us on, on, on his back a majority of the first four years of my career. And that's one of the reasons I became a punt returner. I wanted to find a way to get my hands on the football <laughs> to try to help the team any way, <laughs> any way I can. I mean, he's a great run. I love blocking for him. But I tell you what. It was something else, but it wasn't until Ernie Van Peebley came over from San Diego with, of course, the Ed Coriel uh, passing offense. And I remember that first meeting I had with, with Ernie. At that time, I was probably catching 30, 40, 
if I was lucky, 50 passes in a, in a season. And he told me, he said, Henry, you can catch 70 balls in this offense. And I looked at him and I said, okay, Arnett, I, I know you're a great coach, but come on. And sure enough, that, that first year, I believe, which was 1988, uh, I actually caught 86 balls that year. And, I, and it just kind of, my career kind of took off from that point on. And I'm thankful for it. You know, that's the shoot. I was one of the reasons at the end of my career, I went to New England and played in New England because he was the coordinator. They had lost a couple of receivers. He knew I knew the offense. So sure enough, I went, if it was anybody else, I probably wouldn't have done. I would have went on and retired. But the fact that it was Ernie Zampese, sure enough, I went over there, played for like five weeks until they got the guys back. And then from that point, I left and went back to Washington where risk is and lost the guy and finished up my career. We're speaking with Henry Elliott on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkofhamenetwork.com. And, Henry, uh, these numbers are astonishing. I mean, when Ron said 71 out of 74 first downs, geez, uh, that's astonishing. But then you mentioned the punt return, and Goose told me you led the NFL in punt returns in 83 and then led the <laughs> NFC in both 84 and 85 in punt returns and averaged more than 13 yards a return. I think he scored four touchdowns. Um, I, I guess yeah. my question is, is there anything else you could have done? I mean, it seems like he did it all. To get the attention of the Hall of Fame Selection Committee, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't get it. I mean, yeah, with the, the situation I was in, I thought I did everything to the best of my ability and try to take advantage of every opportunity is, is what it was. Like I say, given the fact that I play with so many different quarterbacks, I, I thought that uh, my body of work speaks for itself. And you got about uh, 45 seconds here. What would a gold jacket mean to you? Oh, it would mean the world. I mean, that's the pinnacle of any NFL uh, player's career. I mean, to, to finally end up on top, of it, you know, and putting on that gold jacket, it's a dream come true. No different than as a kid watching football on TV and getting that opportunity to finally play the game, to live out a dream, to finally put that gold jacket on. I mean, it just it, it just finishes off everything that I've ever dreamed about is when, when it comes to playing uh, at a professional level. Have you been to Canton? Yes, I have. Or one of your teammates? Yeah, uh, no, I just happened to, we have to play in a couple of Hall of Fame oh, games. Okay. And that's when I was there walking through it and, and seeing everything and just walking through that place. And, but just to be mentioned uh, with some of these guys is, is a blessing in itself. You know, the kid growing up, I never would have thought, my friends that I grew up never would have thought it would ever be an officer to be mentioned uh, in the same breath with these guys. It was just truly uh, an honor. Hey, Henry, we got to run, but uh, thanks so much for joining us and best of luck living out that dream. I mean it. Hope it hope it happens for you. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Henry. Henry. That was former Rams wide receiver Henry Ellard. Coming up next, you're going to hear why former Kansas City running back Priest Holmes should be in Hall of Fame conversation, and maybe, just maybe, the Hall of Fame itself. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Do you owe the IRS more than 10000 in personal or business taxes and you can't afford to pay? You have the right to tax representation. Has the IRS threatened to shut down your business, freeze your bank accounts, take your home, your cars, or garnish your wages? You may qualify for special programs to stop this process. Get tax representation. Call the Tax Help Hotline at 800-295-1152. That's 800-295-1152. Within 24 hours, the threats will stop. Just call 800-295-1152. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. 
Throughout my career, I've developed hundreds of innovative products that make people's lives easier. That's what Cabbage does for small business owners. They've developed a simple and flexible way for business owners to access a line of credit of up to $100,000. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Cabbage has provided over $2 billion to 80,000 small businesses like yours. To get started, visit cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org. Number 3030. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Hall of Fame voter Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Mm -hmm. Means if I call 15 minutes ago, I'm a little bit richer than I am right now. You are correct, sir. That's why you're on the Hall of Fame Board of Selectors. Smart man. It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. Hey, um, guys, you're smart men. Uh, that's Rick and Ron. You're both voters. Uh, you see what Drew Brees said last week about Carolina's linebackers? We did a little concussion protocol for him, I'd say. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I mean, for our listeners, he said, maybe, just maybe, Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis might be the best linebacking tandem ever. Well, uh, I have just one question, Goose. You ever hear of Jack Ham and Jack Lambert? How about Hall of Famers Willie Lanier and Bobby Bell in Kansas City? Lanier was the NFL's first African-American middle linebacker, and Bell was the first outside linebacker ever enshrined in the Hall of Fame. Well, that's a start. Ron, you have anyone else in mind? How about Ricky Jackson and Pat Swilling in New Orleans? 235 <laughs> yeah. sacks between them, plus yeah. a lot of headaches delivered. Hey, guys, how about LT and anyone? I mean, Carl Banks? Gary Cars, anyone. How about that, Goose? Yeah, I, I thought Banks and Taylor were the greatest set of outside linebackers in NFL history. You know, Banks was so underrated for what you ask a strong side backer to do, play the run, handle the tight end. You know, he, he's a guy who deserves Hall of Fame consideration. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, there's a great two this. And how about uh, in Chicago? Mike Singletary, and I don't care if it's Wilbur yeah. Marshall or, or Otis Wilson. Either one of yeah. them are running you down like rabid dogs and beating upon your head. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. That would be Otis, I am. my man, Wilson. Um, well, man. yeah, he was good. They all were good. Um, you know, Drew. Thomas uh, Davis or Wilbur Marsh? What are you kidding me? Please. You might want to go to history class, Drew. Um, uh, Priest Holmes wasn't a linebacker. Uh, no, he wasn't. I know that. That's how I got on the Hall of Fame board of selectors. But he was one heck of a running back. And our Rick Goslin wrote about him this week on our website. That would be talkoffamenetwork.com. I'm making the case to at least consider Priest Holmes for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Goose, um, I saw what you wrote, good story, but tell the listeners what you like about this guy and why you think he's at least Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, I can understand the Hall of Fame campaign for Terrell Davis. What I can't understand is the lack of a campaign for Priest Holmes. You know, Davis was the best running back in the NFL in the late 1990s with the Denver Broncos, but he suffered a career-threatening knee injury in 1999, leaving a void at the running back penthouse. You know, Holmes filled that void in 2001, becoming the best running back in the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs. Both Davis and Holmes had three-year windows of brilliance. Davis from 96-98 and Holmes 2001-2003. Both went to three Pro Bowls during those windows. Both won an NFL rushing title 
during those windows. But there were two major differences. First, Davis became only the seventh back in history to rush for 2,000 yards in a single season. Holmes did not. Uh, secondly, Davis played with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Holmes did not. But stacked the two backs head-to-head during those three-year windows of brilliance. Davis carried the ball 150 more times than Holmes and rushed for 700 more yards. But during the same window, Holmes scored more touchdowns and caught 206 passes. That's twice as many as Davis for twice as much yardage. Holmes led the NFL in yards from scrimmage twice. Davis failed to do so. Holmes led the NFL in scoring once. Davis failed to do so. Holmes led the NFL in touchdowns twice. Davis did so once. Both Davis and Holmes were NFL starters for only four seasons. Both had four thousand yard seasons. Career-wise, counting all their injury-interrupted years, Holmes touched the football in nine NFL seasons, Davis seven. Holmes rushed for more yards in his career than Davis, caught more passes, and scored more touchdowns. And Holmes never had the benefit of playing with a John Elway. This is no knock on Terrell Davis. He deserves discussion, but so does the career of Priest Holmes. Well, that's a good case you're making for Priest Holmes there, uh, Goose. But but here's my problem with this whole thing. Isn't the devil in the details with the Terrell Davis campaign? Look, we can find a lot of three-year Hall of Famers, but availability is part of ability, is it not? Yes, sir. And that's the point, Ryan. If we're going to talk about the worthiness of Davis for Canton, we should also be talking about Holmes. If, you, if a short career can get Davis into Canton, why can't a short career, an equally productive career, get Holmes into the Hall? The argument goes back to longevity. Can you enshrine a player with a three-year window of greatness. And that's that's the issue. Well, I'll right. tell you why, Goose. No championships. Doesn't that make a difference, too? Yep. We mentioned that 68% of everyone in Canton has a ring. Well, there's that whistle again. That's the whistle Dan Quinn wishes he had last week, guys, except not for the two-minute warning, but that pass interference. Wow, it's bad. Officials missed that call, but hey, Goose, you're not going to miss the call here. You have the two-minute drill, so let's get to it. The Panthers have allowed a 500-yard pass game to Matt Ryan and a 400-yard pass game to Drew Brees. What's become of this once great defense? Well, left town with Josh Norman and the NBA All-Star game. <laughs> That's right. They want to pay their best corner, and that changed their ability to be flexible and, and in ways, different ways to attack opponents. Now they can't do it. After Indy's collapse last weekend against the Texans, Colts running back Frank Gore said, quote, I didn't come here for this. Well, what exactly did he go to Indy for? Same reason we go there, Goose. Breakfast at Shapiro's. <laughs> Good reason, but that's not why he went. As somebody once said, I got to get paid for what I do. He's there to get paid. Spencer Ware, DeMarcus Ware, or Spencer for hire? Spencer Haywood. Ooh, good one. How about Tupperware? Tougher than all three and lasts longer. <laughs> Tom Brady has not thrown an interception in 75 passes this season. When does that first pick come? I have no idea, Goose Man. But his first pick, Giselle. Pass the eye exam. <laughs> October 30th in Buffalo. Rex always gets him at least once. Ezekiel Elliott would need to average 117 yards per game the rest of the way to break Eric Dickerson's rookie rushing record. Will he get there? Only if the NFL and the Players Union agree to an 18-game season. No, he won't, because your pal Romo will come back and stop handing him the ball. <laughs> Is Colin Kaepernick a game-day attraction or a game-day distraction? Uh, neither, Goose Man. He's a game-day subtraction. <laughs> hey, very clever. All the above, not to mention a fan of Oscar Gamble's hairdresser. <laughs> Speaking of Kaepernick, if you could have anyone sing the national anthem, who would it be? That would be Tara Green, wife of Hall of Famer Kevin Green. Friend and of friend of the show. <laughs> yeah, friend of the show. 
Ray Charles, although I'd rather him sing America the Beautiful. And Whitney Houston is my second round pick. How about Todd Rundgren? Aaron Rodgers hasn't passed for 300 yards now for 14 consecutive games. He's 32. Has his window of greatness already closed? Nope, but he's putting up the shutters. It's still a jar, but he can't open it by himself anymore. Only three NFL teams still have not won a game at home this season. The Browns, Bucks, and Jets. So who wins at home first? Brady Bunch. They win every time Tom walks through that door. The Jets, because they are less odorous than the other two, although not by much. Odorous. Who will be the next safety enshrined in the Hall of Fame? Kenny Easley. If there is any justice in the world and a God in heaven, Kenny Easley. That is the end of our first hour, but stay where you are. We have former pass rusher Neil Smith coming up, along with our look at the best defensive minds in today's game and another in our series of residential debates. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis, and within minutes you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, this is Brian Dawkins. And you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. All right, you have a great business, but your website, mm, not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI, artificial design intelligence that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online. Images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What does spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Welcome back to our number two of the Talk of Fame Network. Over the next 60 minutes, we're going to hear from former pass rusher Neil Smith who for some reason, like some of these other guys we've had, and he was left off the Hall of Fame ballot for 2017. And he's the latest in our Outsiders series, meaning guys who are left on the outside looking in at Canton. And, and, and before we get there, Ron, I mean, talk about guys left on the outside looking in. How about tablets on the outside looking in? 
in Foxborough, where you got the Microsoft tablet on the outside looking in at Gillette Stadium, right? Exactly. You know, just what Microsoft needs is a little bad publicity. The Microsoft Surface, Surface which you see all those little blue uh, yeah. lab, uh, thing that the coaches are you using. You can ride Belichick, on them. Yeah, yeah, Belichick says, I'm done with those. He said, as, as you've probably noticed, I'm done with these tablets. I've given them as much time as I can. This is great. They're too undependable for me. I'm going to stick with pictures. A Luddite. I love this guy, Bill Belichick. Always <laughs> I, I know you do. You're his Bobo. Um, well, anyway, a, a, in addition to uh, the tablets, we've had Richmond Webb, Jimmy Giles, Leroy Glover, and now Neil Smith. Yes, Neil Smith is on our list of outsiders. And, and Goose, I think I speak for a lot of listeners other than Bill Belichick when I say, how in the world does this happen? Clark, in many cases, if you don't have stats like a Richmond Webb or don't win a championship like a Giles or Glover, you get overlooked in this process. You know, unfairly, nonetheless, but still overlooked. Smith, however, had stats, Hunter Kersaks, and had rings, two Super Bowl rings. I, I bet he's as puzzled as I am by his exclusion at this point. Yeah, I'm puzzled too, Ron. I imagine you are as well. Do you get a solution here to rectify these oversights? Well, uh, you know, I think actually a second meeting of the voters in June when things are kind of slow in Canton would really help. Uh, I th and if I were running, I would ask each uh, voter to, to uh, present two guys in a little two to four minutes, no more than that, not, and a guy who has not yet been a finalist. That would bring almost 100 names in there and, and, and I think bring some information and some guys to the attention of people that maybe they haven't thought about them or forgotten, got lost in the cracks. I just think that that would really help us. And we could stay at Legends Landing and, and hang yeah. out at Goose's Suite, have a couple cocktails. It'd be great. Yeah. That, that, that's just what we need, Ron Trump running the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that idea. I really do. I like Thank that you. idea. Have you been, you've been getting tutored by Dr. Data? <laughs> I just want to be in his suite there at Ganton. Just yeah, have some I blueberries, some of those great blueberries. <laughs> that would be on the 15th floor, I think, at the uh, what W in Indianapolis, where we found you sequestered. Hey, uh, e anyway, e we're going to get... filling my face with blueberries. It was a good... <laughs> That's right. Man of the people. Um, we're going to get Neil's take on all this a little later. I'm talking about the being the outsider, and you're going to get our take on the game's best defensive minds. But you know what? First, guys, first... That's right. It's another in our series of residential debates between Rick and Ron, and it's coming to you from the Renai studio, where what happens here plays here. I don't need to remind Rick and Ron the ground rules, but you know what? I'm going to remind you on the outside. Listeners, uh, I'll direct a question to one of them. That guy's going to have 45 seconds to respond. His opponent's going to have 30. And then the original respond. Can you follow this, Ron? The original response is going to have 20 seconds to close. Confusing. And if they don't... They're going to hear this from our producer, Derek Burns. Yeah, okay, so let's not hear it. Guys, pay attention. Here we go. Ron, you're first in line. Colts coach Chuck Pagano, he said after last weekend's meltdown in Houston, he is, quote, encouraged, unquote. Now, if you were Colts owner Jim Ursay, what adjective would you use? Uh, several, none of which could be used on a family show like ours, however. Uh, encouraged by what? They blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. They gave up 17 points in 2 minutes and 37 seconds, plus a little tad of overtime. Uh, they went for it on fourth and inches by going into the shotgun and throwing the ball. I mean, shotguns were made for coaches who make decisions like that. I mean, th th if he's encouraged, uh, he is the happiest man in America if he's encouraged. He, he should be Donald Trump's campaign manager. He'd be encouraged by that. I mean, this is nuts. Encouraged. I would not be encouraged if I was Ursay. I'd be going through resumes of future coaches. Goose? 
Jimmy's word would be discouraged. I'm sure when the Colts cut Peyton Manning loose, they envisioned a run of Super Bowls with Andrew Luck. But Luck is proving to be no Peyton Manning, and Chuck Pagano is proving to be no Tony Dungy. This is not what Jimmy Ursay has been paying for. Fourth quarter collapses by teams that are supposed to be contending for Super Bowls is not acceptable. There is no ray of sunshine in Ursay's work these days. The Colts sitting 2-4. and four. He's way past stage of moral victories. Ron, 20 seconds to close. Well, I think it's great that Chuck Pagano is a positive-thinking guy. It certainly helped him in a difficult uh, circumstance when he, when he uh, won his fight over cancer, and that was great, and everybody was rooting for him and all that. We'd like to see him to do well. I like happy guys. I'm a happy guy myself, as you all know. Very positive-thinking uh-huh. fellow myself. But what are you talking about? You're encouraged by what? Your team stinks. They can't beat the Houston Texans, who, whose offense stinks, whose team stinks, and you're encouraged? What would discourage this guy? Yeah, thank you for the buzzer. Goose, you're next. I want to touch on one of your favorite subjects, Mr. Gosselin. That's officiating. Officiating. That crew on Monday, that was, uh, I think, Jerome Boger's crew, averages a league-high 20.8 penalties per game. However, as you know, Goose, because I know you follow this, Walt Coleman's crew, they call a league low 12.2 penalties per. So uh, my Dartmouth education tells me mm, that's, uh, what, eight penalty disparity, I think? So, Goose, how do you correct that to make officiating more consistent. You've come to the right place, sir. Last year, the crews of Carl Sheffers and Gene Steratore worked 15 games apiece. The Sheffers crew called the league high 245 penalties, 77 more than the Steratore crew, which called the league's fewest. You know, these officials are watching the same teams in the same building on the same days, yet one crew calls a third as many penalties. You know, this crew, this year, the crews of Cleet Blakeman and Pete Morelli have worked five games apiece. Blakeman's crew has called 93 penalties, 28 more than the Morelli crew. Again, why the disparity? If I'm Dino Blandino, I tell the crews to call only what's necessary, not everything. Those yellow flags, I believe, are another re- reason the NFL TV ratings are continuing to sink. The fans want to watch Tom Brady and the Honey Badger, not Ed Hockley and Walt Anderson. <laughs> Ron, your rebuttal, 30 seconds. Love, love me some Honey Badger. Look, I, I, I've, thought, I've said for a long time, and I continue to say, they need full-time officials. We're all trained in the same way by the same people to look at the same things and call them the same way. Then at least they can make the same mistakes at the same time in every game. <laughs> at least you have some consistency. Look, you want to find something else to do? Send them to the Arena League. Let them work some games there. The idea that you could have that kind of disparity when two groups are watching the same game tells me that one group's understanding of what uh, is past interference, for example, and another's aren't even in the same language. And there's only one way to change that, and that's to have them all not only under one uh, yeah there we go under one horn here's right, here, here's, a, here's another fact to consider home teams have won the last seven games worked by the walt anderson crew if i'm the eagles and minnesota's coming to town this weekend i want to see walt anderson's crew come walking into link before the game i'm with you, what are you okay implying? ron you're back yes? on the clock here this Uh-oh. one's for you you lose another game and this is how your quarterback behaves at a post-game news conference? This is uh, disappointing as we've been in a while. Next question. This one starts. This is kind of characteristic this year. Why do you think? Just got to find ways to win a football game. Okay, Ron, next question. Does this behavior bother you? And if it does, what would you do to correct it? Well, the first question I thought was pretty stupid. You know, I mean, are, are you disappointed? No, I'm happy as a pig in, in mud. I mean, you know, we just got beat. Was it? But uh, it doesn't really bother me for a couple of reasons. First off, I'm thinking post-concussive syndrome, don't you think? 
uh, for uh, our man Cam, <laughs> Cam Newton. That'd be or Drew maybe Brees. Post, yeah, or post-Super Bowl blues, possibly. Or someone put kryptonite in Superman's helmet. I don't know. Uh, you know, Does it bother me? Only if I thought Cam Newton might shed some light on what just happened to his team, which he seldom has ever done, and I don't think he's going to. Uh, he's either beating his chest or ducking his head. Those are his two options. You know, he should be, sure, should he be more gracious? Yeah, he should. Should he be more forthcoming in defeat? He should. But his own coach made excuses for him to act like a petulant child. So who's surprised that he acts like a petulant child? Jeez, Ronnie, you an easy grader. The Panthers are paying Cam Newton $118 million in this contract, not only to be the quarterback of their team, but also to be the face of the franchise. The face needs to be seen longer than 90 seconds in a press conference following a loss. If you don't want to be accountable, don't sign the contract. Go put that degree you earned from Auburn to good use. Oh, Mr. Michigan State's taking a shot at the Auburnians, or whatever they're called. Uh, There's no Brian Hoyer. <laughs> yeah, really. Look, yeah, they pay him to play quarterback. They don't pay him to be a stand-up comic or anything else. Should he be? Should he act differently? Sure, he should. But that comes from the top. So uh, if the top isn't going to do anything about it, then neither is anybody else. Well, the top's not going to do anything about it. Not going to do anything about it. And that, and that guy's supposed to be the leader of the team. Scary thought, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, Rich, well. Jerry Rich has sold hamburgers for a living. He didn't answer questions. You know, and he doesn't. I mean, it's it's crazy though. It's stupid. Yeah. Well, it's stupid. But unfortunately, we've seen it before. And guess yes. what? We've seen this before. <laughs> See. Derek Burns, our producer, wave in. We're out of time, so let's move. So I want to thank you, gentlemen. And, Ron, thanks for not accusing us of rigging those questions. Thank you very much. <laughs> Up next, the best defensive minds in the game. You weighed in on it. Now we are going to weigh in on it, too. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Do you owe the IRS more than 10000 in personal or business taxes and you can't afford to pay? You have the right to tax representation. Has the IRS threatened to shut down your business, freeze your bank accounts, take your home, your cars, or garnish your wages? You may qualify for special programs to stop this process. Get tax representation. Call the Tax Help Hotline at 800-295-1152. That's 800-295-1152. Within 24 hours, the threats will stop. Just call 800-295-1152. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. 
Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. All right, you have a great business, but your website, not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI, artificial design intelligence that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online. Images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Well, we've got a lot of respect here at the Talk of Fame for Geico because they're sponsoring us. And you know what? Geico... Just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. You heard me, 15% or more. For more details, go to geico.com. And you know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, before we went to break, I mentioned that you're going to get our take on the best defensive minds or, or mind in today's game, and, and you are. Uh, we had a poll at, on that that ran um, last week on our website, talkofamenetwork.com, and you guys weighed in on it, our listeners. Uh, but now it's our turn, and we are going to do that. We're going to... Give our votes as to who we like most, and uh, I, I want to hear what you guys have to say. But first, I, I want to turn our attention to not just a defensive mind, a defensive player, and that's Dennis Bird, who died last weekend at the age of 50 in a car accident in Oklahoma. I, I never covered him, but, Ron, you, you must have because Dennis played for the Jets, and the Jets are in the same division as New England. Um, but by all counts, from everything I've read and heard, he was a better person than he was a football player. And he's a pretty good football player. Um, and, and he did overcome enormous odds to walk again after that, um, that awful hit on the football field. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I only knew him from watching him play uh, a bit and then watching his struggle to walk again. Uh, everyone who knew him, as you point out, spoke uh, highly of what a wonderful guy he was, and, and certainly his fight to get back on his feet uh, was a noble victory. He did it. You know, it, it, it had to be excruciatingly uh, uh, painful to do. He, he never walked uh, really in the in, uh, way he, he did Early on, he always had a limp after that. But he walked. But he walked. I mean, it was yeah. remarkable that he could do that. And yeah. I think it's just such a sad waste to lose your life simply right. because you're driving down a highway and some kid comes on the opposite side of the road. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Um, Goose, I, I saw where Hall of Fame voter Gary Myers, we've had on the show before. Gary, of course, the New York Daily News wrote that Brady Manning book last year. He said it was such a tough story for him to write. Uh, he was out with his wife, and he'd heard that um, Dennis Bird had been killed. And he said within 24 hours, he has to cover... Odell Beckham Jr., after he's written the Dennis Bird story, Odell Beckham Jr. proposing to a kicking net on the sideline and how that put today's game and Odell Beckham Jr. and everything else, the absurdity of what Beckham was doing, really in perspective for him. Yeah, it's only a game. I mean, it's a football game. The passing of Dennis Bird was a much bigger and more impactful story last weekend than the 200-yard receiving game of Odell Beckham. 
Ron, I mean, I, I agree with Goose, but um, to take this a step further, what's Dennis Bird's legacy? I mean, there going to be people 10 years from now who may not have heard of him. Uh, what's his legacy? Well, to me, it's not about football. It's that uh, the message that, that he delivered for all of us is that no matter what life hands you, try your best to fight on. It's the only chance you have, and it's the only life you have. Uh, live it as fully as you can, and, and certainly Dennis Bird was an example of it. Yeah, I agree with Ron. You know, wh whether he was a football player or a factory worker or a clerk at 7-Eleven, he was someone who died too young. You know, we know Dennis Bird was a good football player and by all accounts a good person. A loss of life is always sad. Yeah, great. A very, very sad story. Um, as I said, we ran a poll on our website, that would be talkoffamenetwork.com last week, where we asked your opinion as to who the best defensive mind is in the game. And, and Ron's favorite coach, uh, Ron, uh, not Tom Flores, no, but Bill Belichick won. So, Goose, I'll start with you. Who would you have voted for? Well, last year I'd have voted for Wade Phillips. This year I'd vote for Mike Zimmer. But over the course of a career, you have to go with Belichick. You know, I still think his defensive game plan in that 2002 Super Bowl that upset the greatest show on turf was one of the best big game displays you'll ever see from that side of the ball. Ron? I, I have to agree with you, even though he did steal that from Bill Parcells, but that's all right. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, he, he apparently he wasn't looking at his Microsoft <laughs> tablet to do that one. <laughs> yeah, sorry, he threw that against the wall. But look, uh, he's got great jewelry, not only as a head coach, but as defensive coordinator of some great Giants teams, and uh, those teams fed off their defense, not their offense. And frankly, everyone's forgotten now, but the first three Patriots Super Bowl teams were defensive teams. That's how they won. They didn't win this, despite Tom Brady's presence. They won because of their tremendous defenses. Rawls in the top three in scoring defense. So uh, I think you have to go with Belichick. Ron, how difficult was that for you to cast that vote? <laughs> hey, you know, I just go by what I see. I'm not going to count. You know, I add up the numbers <laughs> and I say, there it is. There you go. I go yes, by what I see. Well, um, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I, I saw the list, Goose, and it's a good one, but I, I really struggled not to vote for Dick LeBeau. I wasn't voting, but if I did, Dick LeBeau. And, and not because he's a friend of the show, because, of course, so is Mike Zimmer. So, be Carroll. Uh, Bill Belichick, uh, not so much. Uh, not, not a friend of Microsoft. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> not, not friend of Microsoft. He wanted to come on the week I was off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. He thought about it and then said, I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, Dick LeBeau, as you know, Goose, you're close to him. He's almost 80, and he's still still confounding opposing quarterbacks and coaches, getting sacks galore. I, as I said, Goose, you've known him for a long, long time. How does he do it? You know, I'm surprised he didn't get more support in this poll. His defenses have led the league in five of the last 12 seasons. The only other team that's done that more than once during that stretch was Seattle, and they've led the last two years. You know, he builds a defense that will get after the quarterback, and the pressure on the passer leads to turnovers. He's had 50 sack seasons. He's had 30 takeaway seasons. And he's at Tennessee now. And as anyone notice, the Titans have 12 sacks in the last yeah. two weeks. He is right. a Hall of Fame coordinator just as much as he is a Hall of Fame cornerback. Well, Goose, what, what do you think happens to him when he leaves football? I mean, when does he leave football? He's almost 80. He's not leaving, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. he'll, he'll be coaching the Titans long after we're done with this show, okay? Yeah, all right. Uh, we'll remember uh, Dick LeBeau long, long before we remember the Titans. Hey, um, Goose, another question for you. If you had to pick a runner-up here, you mentioned Belichick as your guy. Who'd you runner-up be? Would it be LeBeau? No, latest and the greatest. I'd, I'd go with Zimmer, who's constructed a defense oh, this season. Okay. that ranks first in takeaways, second in yards, third in sacks. They're the only unbeaten team, and they're playing without their best quarterback and best running back. He's reminding us that defense still wins in this league. Ron, who's number two um, with you? I would probably go with 
with LeBeau, although there's a couple names that weren't on the list that I, that I think should have been on there, George Allen being one of them, a tremendous defensive coach. Uh, if he gets that in those days when he's with the Bears. He's not currently in the NFL run. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. I don't say that. I'm a history poll. guy. Read. Next I'm time a, read I'm a history guy. If you're going to do a poll, <laughs> put a history guy in there, will you? Well, all right. How about all... Dean Smith, the only guy who could hold Michael Jordan to under 25 points a game, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And, you know, and, 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 and since we're talking history, since we are talking history, uh, what about Clark Shaughnessy, the guy who invented the T formation, and then uh, Papa Bear hired him to come up with a defense to stop the uh, T formation. He did that, too. So they may not be currently there, but they live on in my heart. Yeah, the last time I checked, he wasn't on. in the game. Any guy named Clark <laughs> I'm voting for. Hey, uh, Goose, you, you mentioned Wade Phillips earlier. Um, you want to give it a shout-out to him, too? I mean, seems to me yeah. everywhere he takes that 3-4, I mean, he's had success. We went to San Diego, and they, they moved dramatically up the charts. They went to the, the playoffs. But it, it just... He seems to do more with less than a lot of guys, and he and obviously he was in the Super Bowl last year, and he suffocated. Yeah, all you the all you need to know about Wade Phillips, all you need to know about Wade Phillips, that he's been a coordinator in this league for 24 years, and he's fielded a top 10 defense in 19 of them, and that's with seven different teams. He had eight 50 sack seasons and a 60 sack season, and that Denver defense last year, that was probably the best one he's ever coached. Ron. Yeah, no question. I hate to agree with a guy who just gave me such a hard time, but in this case, I'll have to. Look, he's done a fantastic job, Wade has, uh, with all these different teams that he's been on. One wonders why he can't hold a job, but that's the second issue. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, he to me, he's a great example of a, of a great second lieutenant. You know, he never should have been a general. He never should have been running a team. Uh, but, boy, he's got a great defensive line. You know, the funny thing is I asked Cam Newton about Wade Phillips, what he thought, and what did he say, Ron? Next question. Well, uh, we're going to get defensive or Maybe our next guest will when we sit down with former Chiefs and Broncos pass rusher Neil Smith. That's coming up next. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Do you owe the IRS more than 10000 in personal or business taxes and you can't afford to pay? You have the right to tax representation. Has the IRS threatened to shut down your business, freeze your bank accounts, take your home, your cars, or garnish your wages? You may qualify for special programs to stop this process. Get tax representation. Call the Tax Help Hotline at 800-295-1152. That's 800-295-1152. Within 24 hours, the threats will stop. Just call 800 800-295- 1152 Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai tankless water heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. 
This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin I so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, Neil Smith was one of the best pass rushers of the 1990s, first with Derek Thomas in Kansas City and later on back-to-back Super Bowl champions with the Denver Broncos. He was one of the best defensive ends of that era, chosen to the 1990s All-Decade team, playing 13 seasons, going to six Pro Bowls, and producing 105 career sacks. Yet, remarkably, Neil Smith isn't on the preliminary list of 94 candidates for the Pro Football's Hall of Fame class of 2017. And moreover, he's been eligible for the Hall for 11 years now, but he's never once been a semifinalist, much less a finalist. You know what, guys? He's here to try to figure out why. Neil, thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Doing Doing great. Thank you. And Neil, your career obviously is worthy of Hall of Fame consideration. Just out of curiosity, do you have any idea how the selection process works? It seems that few players do. No, I um, I really don't. You know, it's, it's, it's intriguing to me that you know you have some you know guys that do know how the system works, and and you know you have guys such as myself that really don't know how it go. I know it's a voting system, and you know most of the voters uh, with um, uh, more mid-year than is you know players or coaches or whatever. So. I, I understand that part of it, and you know, I, I, of course, I know I've been looked over, and uh, but you know, it, it, it's it's a part of uh, it's a part of life. I think you know, when someone you know sets you down, um, it, it, it it always to me it always brought the, the best out of me. You know, when when I had an opportunity to do something about it, you know, I was one of these low, unachieved kids, you know, that had an opportunity to uh, you know to go out and play a, a great game of football and and, and love had a love for it. Well, Neil, you uh, you were uh, part of a one-two uh, pass rushing punch there in Kansas City for a long time with Derek Thomas, who took a little while to get in the hall himself and led the NFL in sacks in 1990. Then you led uh, in 1993. How much did the two of you sort of feed off each other and and uh, create a lot of havoc because the other guy was around? Well, you know what, I was blessed to you know to be one of the one of the greatest uh, pass rushers in the game, and Derek Thomas himself. Uh, me and Derek Thomas fed off each other very well. Um, I think we was a great one-two combo, and I can say that you know I don't think there's ever been two that's better. <laughs> um, <laughs> and looking at it, um, you know, to back to back what he's done, um, you know, and, and what I've done as far as on the field, and you know, um, it, it's unfortunately you know Derek lost his life in a short period of time, but yet you know, you know, he was a great guy to feed off. You know, I've seen a guy that 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 you know that was a great great game changer, and he, and. He, Pretty much brought me to a level that I say, man, you know what? Why, why set up anything less? This kid can do it. Why not you? And you know, he took me to another whole level. And once I got to the point where I can, you know, and challenge him, with him, um, I, 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 we definitely challenge each other. And the on the game, off the field, on the field, and 
and we fed off each other. You know, when one wasn't feeling good, the other guy, you know, stepped it up, and, and we came to each other. So we had that we had that intuition with each other that that really was a difference. You know, here in Kansas City, and you know, I think about every day and, and, and miss and well, but yes, you know, you know, I'm so glad and happy that he got in. Is well deserved. We're speaking with Neil Smith on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at Talk of Fame Net. And Neil, since we're talking about Derek Thomas, it, he was another all-decade performer, and he had 127 career sacks. Uh, you two were both all-decade performers, but still took him five trips, finals of the hall before he's finally voted into Canton. Are you surprised he kept getting passed over? Yeah, it was. It was a little, a little surprising. Um, I knew uh, for a fact that he would get in, and you know, Derek, that was one of Derek's, you know, one of his goals. His biggest, actually, what he wanted to do on the field is he always wanted to say that he wanted to be a Hall of Famer. You know, I never spoke those words. Uh, my, I, I really was. I'm, I'm a total different guy as far as you know, speaking my speech. And I wanted to speak on the field. You know, I was one of the guys that that worst, You know, every time I went on TV, like, hey, one day he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. One day he's going to be in the Ring of Fame. Chief Ring of Fame. And, you know, these were some of the goals that he set. And, you know, uh, I, I mean, personally, you know, it wasn't one of the goals that I wanted to do, but, you know, it was a lot of words that was out there to say, hey, you know what, you know, you're a game changer, game changer and, you know, you was a different, uh, you know, uh, a player that was on the field. And, and I really wanted to, you know, my, my play speak for itself. You know, I, I have no regression whatsoever uh, on how I played the game, how I approached it. And, you know, because I left it all out there. And, and that's because, you know, when I left it out there, I feel good about myself. And that's because, you know, and I, that's how I became a world champion is really what I want to say. Now, 68% of all those enshrined in Canton won championships. Derek never won a title. You did. Two of them, in fact. Having spent 13 years covering the Chiefs, I know the intensity of the rivalry between the Broncos and Chiefs. How difficult was it for you to leave one AFC West team for another when you left KC for Denver? Oh, very hard. I mean, it was one of the, the, the hardest things I had to do. Um, but, you know, when you grow up and, and, and you know the business, you know how the business works, you knew that, you know, free agency was coming about. And, and I kind of, you know, at the time when I was married, I, I told a wife at the time, I said, you know what, I don't think that this is going to work out for us here in Kansas City, but, you know, I'm going to look, you know, I'm going to look further after that. And she didn't really understand it, but I did. When it came to that, that I was ready for it and, and had a great understanding about that, you know, it might be, you know, a thing that I have to do it and go on. Well, I never once uh, uh, thought about Denver until the last trip. Uh, and when I went there, you know, uh, it took a player like Steve Atwater, you know, uh, to come up to me and, and, and take me out and say, hey, man, if we get you, you'd have missed the piece that we need for us to win championship. And that was that was the sport that I was eating. That was something that I was really looking for, you know, in, in the whole for Asian market. And so, like, just show present alone, you know, is going to make us win this world championship on this team. We, 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 we. We are what you need. And so when he said that, it, it really brought it out for me to say, okay, well, you know, if I'm a different maker, then, you know, I had to go into another whole different environment, you know, after clicking John Elway, you know, was, was a key factor getting me there. And, 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 you know, it made way for me, you know, to take us there. Um, well, I just wanted to bring my talent, you know, to another level. And, man, did it pay off. It was a blessing and an honor that, you know, I had an opportunity to go back to back. It was very few teams ever did that. And to, to get those championships, it's something that, you know, it was part of what I really wanted as a goal. And, you know, and, and if it's for the Hall of Fame for me to get into, you know, I would very well accept that too. Well, you mentioned John Elway there, and I'd like to ask you, uh, 
was it more fun playing with John Elway or chasing John Elway when you played against him? <laughs> I want to say playing with him. Uh, <laughs> John Elway. I imagine so. Stunning. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, me and Derek, we both know that if we didn't have, you know, outstanding games, because we really didn't have a very, very powerful offense, but we were great defensive-wise uh, all around the board uh, with our team. And we knew that when we played Denver, if we didn't show up and play together, you know, as one, we didn't have a friend, a chance to beat Denver. Because John Allen was just that much different. He always made things happen. He had to stay with him, I mean, throughout the game. He, and he brought the best out of us. I think me and Derek might have between me and him, uh, we probably got him more sacks than in his whole career having to play against him. So, um, you know, he brought us to another total, a total different level. I knew once I was looking at Denver trying to go into that, I knew for a fact that I was going to have an opportunity to play with one of the great ones. Hey, Neil, quick question for you. You mentioned Steve Otwater earlier. Um, he's up for the Hall of Fame. He was a finalist last year, actually. Didn't make the cut from 15 to 10, but as a finalist, he probably will get in that room again this year. What would you tell people? We've got about a minute left here, but what would you tell people in that room to convince them to vote for Steve Atwater? Well, I think Steve, you know, his, his, his play speaks for itself. I mean, he's, he's, he's a very, very uh, um, gentleman, scholar, you know, uh, off the field, but on the field, he's a different maker. I mean, he, he makes things happen in secondary. A very, a very big man, you know, playing. I, I tell Steve Atwater when I first saw him, he was a linebacker, but he actually played safety. I mean, he was a big specimen, and, and he played, uh, you know, played with us within the game rules, and, and, he, and he made things happen. So I, I think there's no doubt that Steve will, will be there, and uh, it'd be nice to see, you know, any of the guys that I played with. It's a number of guys that I played with throughout the years that um, I played with that that's been the Hall of Fame guys, and I, my career speaks for itself. You know, it goes back maybe eight or ten guys that I played that made the Hall, and that's and that's a blessing in the sky just just to have an opportunity, you know, to just be with those guys and play with them. And, Neil, we're, we're out of time, but I want to thank you so much for joining us. And here's hoping, you know what, that uh, you get your name on the ballot for 2018. We're, we're a year behind, but let's make up for it next year. Sounds good. Anytime you guys want me, just let me know. Thanks, Thanks Neil. Neil. Thanks, Neil. That was Neil Smith. Up next, another player's time seems to have forgotten. That'd be running back Priest Holmes. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Do you owe the IRS more than 10000 in personal or business taxes and you can't afford to pay? You have the right to tax representation. Has the IRS threatened to shut down your business, freeze your bank accounts, take your home, your cars, or garnish your wages? You may qualify for special programs to stop this process. Get tax representation. Call the Tax Help Hotline at 800-295-1152. That's 800-295-1152. Within 24 hours, the threats will stop. Just call 800-295-1152. 
Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Wow, and that should be a Hall of Fame inductee, Todd Rundgren. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means 15 minutes ago I saved myself a lot of money. There you go. Means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Listen to Ron, listen to me, just go. Hey, uh, before we get going in this segment, guys, I'd like to recognize former Dolphin and Raider Fulton Walker, who passed away last week at the age of 58. I know a lot of listeners are going, who? Um, they don't remember him, but you know what? You should. He was the first guy to return a kickoff for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. It's a 98-yarder, and he did it in the first Super Bowl I ever covered, Goose, and that was Super Bowl 17, Miami versus Washington. You know, what's neat is Walker went to college at uh, West Virginia, and uh, the West Virginia Sports Fair Association annually gives the Fulton Walker Award to the best high school special teams player in the state. Gone, but never forgotten. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, well, anyway, it's, uh, it's sad to hear Fulton Walker's passing. Hey, Goose, um, I'm going to stay with you since this seems to be your segment. You have uh, Dr. Data coming up next. You also have the two-minute drill this week. And now, well, now you have the first Renai Game Changer of the week. So let's have it, Gooseman. I'll go with Ezekiel Elliott. The Cowboys made him the fourth overall oh. pick of the 2016 draft, looking for him to provide the rushing threat they've been lacking since the departure of DeMarco Murray. Mission accomplished. Last week, facing the NFL's top-ranked run defense, he shredded the Packers for 157 yards on 28 carries. It's the first. It was the fourth consecutive game of 130 yards or more and he's on a pace right now to break Eric Dickerson's rookie rushing record. How about them, Cowboys? Hey, Ron, you're next, and please tell me you're not chilling for the local team. How about them, homers? Adonta Hightower, <laughs> Patriots uh, linebacker. Oh, jeez. Oh, what a homer. Oh, what a homer. God. Oh, 13 <laughs> tackles, one and a half sacks, and a key safety, a second of the season that changed the whole game between the Patriots and Bengals. Things were not going well. Maybe through the third quarter, Bengals was struggling, then... Up comes Dante Hightower, charging up the A-gap, perfectly timed blitz, drags Andy Dalton down for a safety. Patriots end up getting the ball at their own 32-yard line on the ensuing free kick. Score again. Game's over. Uh, I want to apologize, guys. Earlier I said it was the Renai Game Changer of the Week Award. It's not. It's actually the Renai Homer of the Week Award. (laughs) Um, I'm not in Houston, but I'm going with Lamar Miller of the Texans. So I'm playing Sunday night. Wow. Uh, No way they should have beaten Indianapolis. But they did. Yeah, and Chuck Pagano, he was encouraged by it. Um, and it wasn't because of Brock Osweiler, although uh, he actually looked like a quarterback, but it was because of Lamar Miller and his 178 yards, Goose, 178, including 149 rushing. Take that, Zeke. And two touchdowns versus the Colts. So who said it's a quarterback's league? Uh, not Houston. They're on top of the AFC South without one. That's the signal for our game changer. That'd be Hall of Famer Rick Goslin with his doctor data assessment of what's happening in the NFL and apparently in Green Bay. Goose? 
Well, where's the offense gone in Green Bay? The Packers are scuffling along a 3-2 and two and ranked 25th in the NFL in offense. This is not what we've come to expect from either Mike McCarthy or Aaron Rodgers. Since McCarthy became head coach in 2005, the Packers have finished the top 10 in offense eight of his 11 seasons. Since taking over for Brett Favre in 2008, Rodgers has gone to five Pro Bowls and won two NFL MVP crowns. In his career, Rodgers completed 65% of his passes for 270 yards per game. But this season, his completion percentage has fallen to 60%, and he's averaging only 234 yards per game. He's now gone 14 consecutive games without passing for 300 yards, dating back to last November. That's the longest such drought of his career. He's never gone more than seven games without a 300 previously. Why is that important? Since the 2000 season, NFL teams have won only 53% of their time when the quarterbacks throw for 300 yards. As a group this season, NFL's 300-yard passers are 26-24, and 24, winning just 52%. But Rodgers is the outlier. When he throws for 300 yards, the Packers win 69% of the time. There are 32-14 and 14 in his career when he throws for 300. In 2014, the last time he was league MVP, Rodgers threw only five interceptions. He's already thrown four this season. Clearly, he's in a slump. And when he's in a slump, the Packers are in a slump. And when the Packers are in a slump, all of Wisconsin is in a slump. Where is Brett Favre when you really need him? Man, I'm in a slump after hearing that. Really? My goodness. <laughs> well, well uh, Doc, here's the way I see it. Uh, who's fading faster, Aaron Rodgers or the weapons around him? Where's your Michael Finley when you need him? Where's the real Jordy Nelson? I think it's the guys around him more than him. Well, he's only 32. You know, he should have had, he should have five or six quality years left in him. But from what I saw last Sunday, the Packers wideouts lack the ability to separate. That forces Rodgers to throw into tighter windows. Jared Cook didn't suit up, so he didn't have the underneath safety valve. And all that said, I'd be surprised if the Packers don't draft a wide receiver in the first round next April. The best way to make Rodgers consequential is give him better weapons. Well, there's that whistle again. Apparently, we've got a tight window, so Goose... Let's get going. You got the two-minute drill. Let's see what you got. The Steelers will be the 10th NFL team to go to its bench for a quarterback this season. Is the NFL doing enough to protect its most valuable commodities? Absolutely. Roger Goodell is safe. <laughs> you kid- Are you kidding me, Goose? <laughs> They're already wrapping these guys in bubble wrap. Dick LeBeau's Tennessee's defense has six sacks each of the last two weeks. How many times the Titans get to Andrew Luck this week? 17. With that line in front of him, the question is how many times can he get to the line of scrimmage without getting carted off? The Broncos face their old quarterback Osweiler this weekend. What's the over-under on the number of times he's sacked? 17. (laughs) (laughs) I say four, because this is the day John Elway proves he knew more about quarterbacks than the Houston Texans. Greg Landry, Landry Jones, Tom Landry, or Tom Jones? Uh, Black and white cleaners on New York's Upper East Side. You did say laundry, right? Tom Tom Landry was better in a hat, but Greg Landry was better in a helmet. Where is Tony Romo playing quarterback next season? Dallas, the TV show. Yeah, Dallas, but only in the fourth quarter. The Raiders have allowed a league-high six 100-yard receiving games this season. What would Willie Brown, Mike Haynes, and Lester Hayes say? Oh, I love They'd that. They'd say, I love that music. <laughs> They'd also say, just win, baby. They would say, sit down, child, and let some men get in there. <laughs> the Bills have won four in a row to start the pursuit of the Patriots in the East. Are you buying or selling Rex Ryan's Bills? I'm buying. As long as you can throw in an all-you-can-eat special at Duff's. I'm buying, but not on October 30th when the Patriots come to Buffalo. 
Sean Payton wants pass interference to be a reviewable penalty. Do you? Nope. Reason? Nobody, including Sean Payton, knows what pass interference is. No, I want pass interference to be legal and uh, not legal until they start calling intentional grounding. Rush Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh, the Denver pass rush, or the NFL's color rush uniforms? Rush, period, with Getty Lee on lead vocals and bass. <laughs> there it is right there, boys. My man Otis Rush, one of the great blues players of all time. Thought Otis Wilson was your man. Hey, we'd like to thank Henry Eller, Neil Smith, and Craig Kelly for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or look for us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, find us at this station and at this time next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be, too. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. All right, you have a great business, but your website, not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI, artificial design intelligence that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is... If a highway splits, it's a fork in the road. Then wouldn't a long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense.